Deuteronomy 33, verse 23. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord, possess thou the west and the south. So here, one of the tribes of Israel, he said, You're satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord. I believe that when you're satisfied with favor, you will be full with the blessing of the Lord. Praise God. So God wants you to enjoy His favor. And we have been speaking to you and declared to you that we believe this is a year of favor and unlimited blessing. Praise God. That this is your year of favor. It's not just your neighbor's year of favor. It's your year of favor. This is a time of favor when God's unlimited blessing is being poured out. I believe the heavens are open over your life, and God is pouring out blessing that there's not room enough to receive. You can expect every day when you get up and arise, praise God, there's favor on my path of obedience today. Amen. So when you choose to obey God, there is favor on your path. When you follow the plan and the purpose of God, there's favor on your path of obedience. So you can live with expectation every day that God's favor is on me. And as a result of God's favor, there is blessing. And he says here in this case, full with the blessing of the Lord. So, to, you, know, uh, you know, used to sing a song, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Well, I believe God wants to fill your cup. I believe God wants to fill you till you overflow. Hallelujah. Till it comes out of you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. God is a good God and every good and perfect gift comes from him. So every day you need to expect good things to come to your life, come to your home, come to your family, come to your children, come to your business. Praise God. Whatever you set your hand to, God will make it to prosper and to succeed because he is a good God. He said that you'll receive the blessing of the Lord. And he said you'll possess, what does he say, the west and the south. But Jesus said in the Gospels, he said that they're going to come from the north. They're going to come from the south. They're going to come from the east. And they're going to come from the west. And they're going to sit down with you in the kingdom of God. Well, I believe that in this house, they're coming from the north. I believe they're coming from the south. They're coming from the east. And they're coming from the west. And they're going to come and sit down with us in the kingdom of God. Something good is going to happen in their life. And when you believe God, God can use you. His favor can be on your life so that you can influence someone else with the power of God and the grace of God and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody say, God is good. I was actually just talking to Dwayne on the phone, and he was telling me about this gentleman that he works with. And, and day after day, you know, he's just talking about the goodness of God. He had actually not really uh, shared the gospel as of yet with him. Uh, he was just talking about how good God was and what God has done for his life. And, and as he was doing that just recently, he said, I'd like to go to church with you. You know, when you share about God's goodness and what God has done in your life, people want to know where you got it. I mean, if God's doing something good, you want to tell somebody. Somebody out there that needs to hear the gospel. They're everywhere. When you go to your job, there are people everywhere. I mean, they're not all saved. 
Isn't that right? They need to hear about Jesus and how good God is. And you know, the scripture says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. When they see that God is good, you know, we've heard all kinds of stories about God. You know, people, even preachers sometimes, tell lies on God. They tell you how bad God is and what he's going to do to hurt you. And No, 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 God is a good God. I said God is a good God. If he said every good and perfect gift is from above, then good things come from God. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's not from Jesus. Hallelujah. But he said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it, what, more abundantly. Praise God forever. So if God is a good God and Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, how are you going to get it? One way you're going to get it is that God's favor is going to be on your life. I said God's favor is going to be on your life. And so when the favor of God is upon you, then God gives you favor with people. God gives you favor on your job. God gives you favor in your business. God gives you favor in your church. Praise God. God gives you favor in, with your neighbors. God gives you favor. We saw that. The Egyptians, you know, uh, the children of Israel, God gave them favor with the neighbors, and they just asked as a gift their jewels of gold and silver and clothes, and they just gave it to them. Of course, there was a little pressure from heaven, but it was a favor of God. You understand? It was a favor of God that, that put them in that place, and, and they went out of Egypt with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person, weak or sickly person among their tribes. If anybody ought to be strong, the body of Christ ought to be strong and healthy. If anybody ought to be blessed and wealthy, the body of Christ ought to be blessed and wealthy. Hallelujah. God didn't make all this gold and silver for the devil and his crowd. He didn't make it all for the casinos to reap the harvest. Come on. God made it for you. God made it for you. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The syrup and the gold in the hills belong to him. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. He said it's his. Well, if it's his, then you are to inherit some of it. Because you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God wants to bless your life. And in his favor is fullness of blessing. Hallelujah. He said, you'll be full. Somebody say, I'm not full yet. So that means you got some room for blessing. Glory to God. Now, if you're already full, thank God. Go ahead and overflow. Amen. But God wants you blessed. Somebody say, God wants me blessed. God's favor's on me. This is my year of favor and unlimited blessing. So in each case, you see, when the favor of God is on you, then blessing comes as a result. We saw that in the life of Joseph in our study of the favor of God. We saw that because God's favor was on him, everything he touched was blessed. He was blessed when he was in Potiphar's house. He was blessed when he was lied about and, and, and by Potiphar's wife and was in prison. God raised him up there. When he got out of prison, God raised him up in the Egyptian uh, uh, kingdom, and he was the second in command. So... God's favor can position you. Somebody say, God's favor positions me for blessing. We're going to Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, we'll look to verse 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? Speaking to Boaz, 
She's in the field of Boaz. She wants to reap from the fields. Says, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? She's asking Boaz, Why have I found grace or favor in your eyes? Grace is sometimes translated favor. Why have I found favor and grace in your eyes? Verse 11, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity and art come unto the, a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Now think with me. She asks the question, why have I found grace and favor in your sight? His response then is that it's been fully shown to me what you have done or how you have treated your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. So he saw and recognized her character. Boaz was a man of wealth. He was a man of, uh, of riches. And he had the ability to bless her. He had the ability to show favor toward her. Now, she was not looking for favor, or she wasn't doing what she had done in leaving. See, Naomi had said, you, you don't have to go with me. Just stay here, and I'm going to my homeland, but you can stay here. And uh, uh, she chose not to stay, but to go. As your soul lives, she said, I'm going to be with you. So she followed Naomi into a strange land, and yet... God's favor was upon her because she had honored, first of all, her husband by honoring her mother-in-law, and she was now honoring her mother-in-law, and by doing so, she's honoring God. She honored her husband, she honored her mother-in-law, and she honored God. And when you do the right thing in secret, God will reward you openly. See, she wasn't doing that to be seen of anyone. She wasn't doing that to get accolades or some, uh, you know, some uh, hand or pat on the back. She was doing that out of her heart, and it was born out of a heart of character. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And when you honor up, God's blessing flows down. When you honor your father and your mother... The scripture says, it'll be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. So now she's honoring her mother-in-law. She's honoring God by doing so. Now here, a person of character, Boaz, is looking for a person of character. See, people of character are watching for people of character. May I say it again? People of character are watching for people of character to be in relationship with. Now, Boaz, he actually marries Ruth. So one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. But see, she had done the right thing in secret, and God was now rewarding her openly. She was reaping the reward of her 
obedience and of her character and of her integrity and of her honoring her mother-in-law and in doing so honoring her husband who is no longer there and in doing so honoring God. But Boaz sees and recognizes what she has done. It is showed showed to him, it says, It hath been fully showed me all that you have done to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. That's why I am favoring you. See, first of all, God favors you just because you're his child. Right? I mean, your children. Don't you favor your children? Anybody do a little more for your kids than you do for the neighbor's kids, right? I mean, it would be a little out of balance if you didn't, right? So, you do more for your kids. Why? Because you favor them. They're your kids. They're your children. So, just by birth, your, your favor is toward them. But how much more will you do for them if they are obedient? When your kids are obedient, uh, we know from Isaiah, the willing and obedient shall eat what? The good of the land. So, when your kids are obedient, then there's a greater reward for obedience, isn't there? Now, you want to bless them because you're their daddy or you're their father. But when they are obedient, then, and they're doing it out of willing hearts. Come on. They're doing it out of a willing mind, and they're doing it with the right attitude, with the right motive. Then you really want to bless them. Anybody can identify, right? Now, here Boaz recognizes that Ruth has been honorable. She's been a woman of character. She has been a woman of principle, and she has followed Naomi. She's left her homeland. She's left the land of her nativity, her birth, and now she has followed Naomi, but she is beginning to reap a reward because not only is God's favor on her, now she is reaping favor with men as a result of her obedience to God and her honoring her mother-in-law and her, fa- and her husband. Now she's reaping a reward because it was seen. What you do in secret will be announced on the housetop. That's what Jesus said. So what you do in secret, if you do the right thing for the right reason, hallelujah, you are invincible. If you want what God wants for the same reason God wants it, you are invincible. In other words, God's grace and favor is on you, in you, around you, will keep you and preserve you and promote you and put you with the right people at the right time. Oh, glory be to God. Doing the right thing, and you'll reap the right results. That's what God does for you. Because you do the right thing when nobody's looking. Oh, glory to God. And God positions you. Now, that's what's happening in Ruth's life. And when you do the same, God will position you. He'll put you in the right place at the right time with the right people. Glory to God. Verse 12. And the Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. Now, Boaz is recognizing this is God's blessing on her life. Now, God's using Boaz, so God gave not only favor with God, but favor with men, correct? God is using Boaz to bless her. But yet, it's the blessing of the Lord. He said, a full reward... Now, we just saw that you'd be satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord there in 
Deuteronomy, correct? Now we're seeing it in uh, the life of Ruth that she's being blessed and she's not even a covenant child. So you, when you get born again, you get adopted into the family of God. And you can get a full reward. You say, well, I wasn't born in a family that went to church and, and we didn't serve God and, and my parents didn't serve God. Well, God can give you a full reward. Hallelujah. You may have been uh, uh, without a knowledge of Jesus and not, without a knowledge of God, but God can take your life and it'll be just like you served God all of your life. Your grandparents served God. You can receive the reward of God. Hallelujah. And I believe... In my life, I received the reward of Dad Hagen. I received the reward of Pastor Hankins. Pastor Hankins, you know, his dad was a pastor. I received the, I'm in the lineage. When I honored my pastor and I honored, praise God, uh, Dad Hagen, I believe I'm in the lineage and I'm catching the blessing, praise God. I'm getting the blessing that's on them and my children will serve God and my grandchildren will serve God and we're going on, praise God. So you can, ta- you can start a whole new generation. I received blessing from my mother, my father, glory to God. But I believe you can receive the blessing. And if you weren't raised by Christian parents, you can get into the blessing. You can get into the inheritance. And you can receive a full reward. Why? He says, the Lord recompense thy what? Work. In other words, your action, your deeds. God rewards your deeds. Not only does he love you because you are his child, but if you obey him, then you get rewarded because of your obedience as well as the fact that you are a child of God. He rewards your work, and the full reward will be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, let me find favor in thy sight. Good time to talk. Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, and for thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaiden, uh, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. Now, she's not like one of them. She's not uh, from their nation. But he's, she's saying, let me find favor in your sight. And she did. We remember that the children of Israel found favor in the sight of the Egyptians. We remember also that uh, Joseph found favor uh, in the sight of uh, Potiphar and then also in the sight of Pharaoh. We remember also that, uh, what was her name? Esther. There it is. <laughs> Esther found favor in the sight of the king. Right? So in each case, they found favor in the sight of people. God will give you favor in people's sight. And what happens here? You've been friendly to me. You've been kind to me. Now, Boaz said in verse 16, he's speaking to his people that are taking care of the fields. He said, let fall also some. He said, let her glean from the fields, but let some fall, uh, some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. Just let handfuls of purpose fall. I believe God dropped some, you know, handfuls of purpose. I shared with you last week, when you follow the plan and the purpose of God, that there is favor on your path of obedience. 
When you follow the plan and the purpose of God, there is favor on your path of obedience. So God just drops handfuls of purpose and blessing on your path of obedience. So when you're walking on that path, you're going to find handfuls of purpose and blessing. Glory be to God. It's good to be in the will of God. There's no safer place than to be in the will of God. There's no safer place than to be in His perfect plan for your life. Glory be to God. No better place of blessing. No better uh, place of prosperity and joy and peace in your life than the follow the plan of God for your life. He said, let fall handfuls of purpose. And let her glean. Let her pick it up. Glory to God. So here she is. A woman out from her own nation. She's in another nation, but she's honored her husband. She's honored her mother-in-law. She's honored God. And now she's honoring toward Boaz. And said, if I find favor in your sight. Now, Boaz chooses to marry the woman. So if you're single in here. If you'll do the right thing for the right reason. And if you'll do the right thing when nobody's looking. And if you will develop your character. I believe there's a man of character waiting for a woman of character. Looking for a woman of character. And I believe there's a woman of character looking for a man of character. And the two of you will meet on your road of destiny. And the two of you will meet on your path of obedience. And God can put you together with the right person at the right time in the right place. And here Boaz marries Ruth. Now remember, Boaz is a wealthy man. So Boaz, some of you ladies, could you handle that? A wealthy man. <laughs> but you got to develop your character so that when you come into your Immediate wealth and you come in. See, Joseph had developed his character. When he came into prosperity, he was able to handle what God had blessed him with. And so if you'll develop your character, I believe God is preparing someone for you. And they're developing their character. And you don't want to meet them too early. Don't get in a hurry. It's going to be okay. Praise God. You just hold out for the best. You don't have to choose the worst. You don't have to choose, well, hey, I'm getting older. And, you know, I might miss out. Well, some things you want to miss out on. Pastor Mark Hankins, when he was going to Bible college, you know, he brought home this girl. And you think, well, she's going to Bible college. She might be a wonderful lady. But his mother recognized that she was lacking in character. And Pastor Mark, well, boy, he was like really happy about this. She was a beautiful young girl. And he thought, surely this is my wife. And later, Pastor Mark's mom said, Mark, you might get what you want, but you might not want what you get. Sometimes you might get what you want, but you might not want what you get. So you better hold out for the best. Then not too long after that, he met Trina. Look what the Lord has done. Praise God. Some of you, most of you know Mark and Trina Hankins. And, and God blessed him with a good, faithful wife. A woman of character. Praise God forever. So God has preserved somebody. 
for you. If you'll stay faithful to the Lord. You don't have to lower your standard. Some people say, now, honey, you got too high standards. Just hold out. Keep your standards. Praise God. Keep your standard. There's somebody that's worthy of your character, and you can meet together because somebody of character is looking for somebody of character, and they're watching you. I'm telling you, you want to watch out for High Treats' mother. Go home with him. Because if he doesn't treat her with honor and treat her with respect, what do you think he's going to do after six months with you? I'm telling you, when the honeymoon is over. Am I telling the truth? Consider how she treats her father and treats her mother. Because if you honor your father and your mother, be well with you, and you wanted to be well with you in your marriage, so you want to make sure they honor properly. Now, I understand that a lot of people have gone through a lot of things with their mother and their father, and perhaps there's great challenges there, and they've not been treated right by their parents, but still you want to love them and honor them by the grace of God. Amen? Do the right thing. Even if they've done you wrong, you got to forgive and forget and bless. Amen? Bless and curse not. So I'll throw that out. Amen? Glory be to God. Because you want a man or a woman of character. Now, Boaz marries Ruth, so she became wealthy overnight. One day of favor was worth a lifetime of labor. So, in her case, she had stayed faithful, though. And if you'll stay faithful, glory be to God, God will put you with the right people. Amen. Let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 2 and verse 26 and the child grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. The child grew and was in favor with who? With the Lord and with men. Now, if you always prioritize your favor, God, I want favor with you first. Never lower your standard to gain favor with people. If you'll maintain a standard of righteousness and serving the Lord faithfully, and you'll please the Lord and honor God first in your life, then God will give you favor with people. It says here that the child grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and with men. Now, he was in the temple, but Eli, the priest's sons, were not faithful. Eli, the priest's sons, were sinning in the temple. And so they died. And they died young. But yet Samuel, just a young man, a young man was growing up and he was gaining favor with God and with men. And later we see that Samuel learned to hear the voice of God. And so as you grow in favor with God, then you hear the voice of God. And when you walk in the will of God as a response to hearing the voice of God and knowing the will of God for your life, then favor is on your path of obedience. And there are people that God will send to your path and put you in touch with and you will connect with and it will be at the right time, at the right place, with the right people. 
And when you're on a path of obedience, even though the devil would try to divert you sometimes from your path, he may send some wrong people, but thank God God can protect you from the wrong people and preserve you with the right people and preserve your life. Now, here Samuel grew in favor with God and with men. Now, in Ruth's life, what happened? She had favor with God, but she gained favor with Boaz, which positioned her for wealth. Esther had favor with the king, which positioned her to save her people, the Jewish people. And so God will give you favor not only for your own purpose, but also to be a blessing to others. So your favor is for you, but it's favor for you to be a blessing to someone else as well. Glory be to God. 1 Samuel 16, verse 22. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. Let David... So he appealed to Jesse. Saul, the king, appeals to Jesse, David's father. Does it the right way. Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. So David found favor in the sight of King Saul. But what did Saul do? Saul invited him. Isn't that right? Sometimes... We think that by our own self-promotion that we're going to gain favor. Sometimes people of influence will not even let you into their circle of favor because you are too self-promoting. Because if you're too self-promoting, they know that your agenda is not necessarily for their good. Right? And so they're not so quick to let you into their circle of favor because they know that you're just trying. People of means and wealth, they know that you'd like to get some of it. Right? So they're not so quick always if you're too self-promoting to let you into their circle of favor because they know that you might take advantage of them. So wisdom says, watch, pay attention, and listen to people. So here... God gives you favor and access. David had favor and access to the king. Now, he didn't have any. He was accused of having a wrong motivation, but he didn't have a wrong motivation when he took cheese and crackers to his brothers. He was, he was obeying his father, wasn't he? But his brothers said, oh, you just think you're something. I'm just paraphrasing, of course. Because David, he said, who is that? Who is that uncircumcised Philistine? He's just a shepherd boy. And that Philistine out there in the field hollering at him, come out and fight with me. He's a giant. David's a young man. He's a shepherd boy. He's been worshiping God out on the hill. He's been in the presence of God. And when he came out of the presence of God, he heard the devil talking. He said, who does he think he is? Do you hear me now? And if you'll get in the presence of God and you hear the devil talking, whoa, something rises up on the inside of you. Some say, whoa, 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 
What's up with this? Who does he think he is? This uncircumcised Philistine shouting out at the people of God. Come on, I'll take his head off. So he tried on Saul's armor. They tried to put that armor. You know, the little kid, you know. This is not working. So he just got him five smooth stones, put them in his pouch. Of course, it's not going to take but one. And he declared on his way out there, he said, I'm going to take your head off and I'm going to feed your carcass. I'm going to take your head off. I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds. And so... He did. Flung that stone, hit him right in the forehead. Giant went down, went over there, pulled his sword out, cut his head off. So the moral of that story is, how do you get ahead in life? He said, <laughs> the spirit of faith, that's how you get ahead in life. You have a spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith that David had. You believe, and therefore you speak, and you don't let the devil intimidate your life. And the devil says, you can't make it. You don't know anybody. You don't have any friends. You don't know anybody of importance and influence. You're not going up the ladder. I can tell you, God knows how to get you up the ladder. Hallelujah. God knows how to put you in the right place at the right time with the right people. And God can give you favor. With God and with what? Men. Glory to God. So here in this case, are you still there? He invited David into his presence. So it's not always, you, you know, I'm, I'm networking here. I'm passing out my card. <laughs> I've been around some preachers, you know, they're just they're working it, buddy. They're giving out the cards. Come on. Well, it's going to take more than your card. It's going to take the favor of God. Brother Keith, you know it takes more than a card, doesn't it? It takes the favor of God. God's favor. And so when the favor of God's on you, then God will position you. He'll put you in the right place. It's not always your self-promotion. If you'll humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God says he will lift you up. God will put you with the right people. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in what? Due time. You know, sometimes you think, when's due time? I've been at this for a while. When's my due time coming? Be not weary in due season. He said, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So you can't get weary if you're staying on course and doing the will of God, following the plan of God for your life, doing what you know to do. Your due time is about to arrive. I've seen so many people quit when it was due time, when it was right on. I mean, they're so close. Why do you think the pressure's so great? Why do you think the devil is pressing in on your life? Why do you think he's trying to hit you from this side and that side? Because he knows that something, he doesn't know everything. Don't think the devil knows everything. God knows everything. The devil doesn't know everything. But he knows something's cooking. Daddy's in the kitchen. God's cooking something up for you. You understand, Father? Father God's got some gumbo cooking in the kitchen, I'm saying. 
He's throwing in some spices. It's not quite ready, but it's coming out. I'm telling you, God's blessing is coming out of the kitchen. God is going to bless your life. It's like one, one lady said, you know, she felt like biscuits that got that squatted to rise and got cooked in the squat. And you may feel like you squatted to rise and got cooked in the squat, but I'm going to tell you, hallelujah, the devil will not keep you down. I said, God will lift you up. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God will lift you up in due time, and you're coming up again. Hallelujah. If you may have been thrown in prison like Joseph. You say, I've never been in prison. Thank God. But you may have been imprisoned by life circumstances. Seemingly, things have bound you and, and restricted you, and seemingly, you weren't able to get out. But I can tell you, God can get you out of debt. God can get you out of a situation that seems like it's binding your life. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. God is a good God, and His favor can get on your life, and God can lift you out of your trouble. Hallelujah. I said, God can lift you out of your trouble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Woo! I said, the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Not some of them, but all of them. When you're going through it, you feel like you got cooked in the squat. You think you're still squatting and you can't get up, but God will cause you to rise. God put some right kind of yeast in there, cause you to rise up again in the spirit. Hallelujah. God puts the right stuff in ele elements and ingredients in your spirit, and the spirit of faith rises up on the inside, and you're ready to take a giant's head off. Today is my day. And then King invites you. So it's not by your self-promotion. It's by God's promotion. God, he says this in the scripture. He says, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, but promotion comes from the Lord. If you really want God's best, wait for his promotion because his promotion will be right on time. Oh, my, my, my. Good things are going to happen in your life. Good things are in store for those who believe God. Now go with me to Kings. First Kings. First Kings, chapter 11, verse 19. And Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him to wife, his sister of his own wife, the sister of Taphanes, the queen. He found what kind of favor? Great favor. So that means that you could have little favor or you could have a lot of favor. You could have great favor. Great favor. Man, that's pretty good favor when the king gives you the wife of his sister. Man, he must really like you. Because that means we're going to be spending Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> Special birthdays, you know, we're going to be together. So the king must really like you if he says, here, you can have the wife of my sister. We're going to be related, kinfolks. Right? But he gave to him the wife of his, or, or the, the sister of his wife. God will give you such great favor. 
Now, we talked about the, wife, uh, I mean, the single ladies earlier because Boaz married Ruth. She found a man of God. Well, I believe God can give you a woman of God. Thank you for such exuberance. <laughs> ladies, ladies, you respond better than men. But when you have favor with people, they want to do good. The Scripture says, he who finds a wife finds a what? Good thing. Now think with me. If he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. So then, if the king gave the sister of his wife to Hadad, then he was giving him a good thing. Right? So when you have favor with people, they want to do you good. They want to do good to you. Let's go to another one. Let's go over to Nehemiah. Nehemiah 2, we're going to verse 5. Now, Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king. Now, if you're the cupbearer for the king, you come happy. I mean, like our ambassadors, you smile at the door. You don't come and look like you just ate a pickle. No, you greet people with a smile. It's a good day. God is a good God. Now, I mean, when you're the cupbearer for the king, you don't come in with a sad countenance, but today he's not happy. He's sad. And the king knows. I mean, this is unusual. And he favored Nehemiah, so he said, what's, that? what's wrong? And he told about the walls of Jerusalem. You know, they're broken down. And he asked for a favor of the king. Verse 5, and I said unto the king, if it please the king. So you learn something from that. If you're going to approach those of great influence and great authority, you want them to be happy. Right? You're making a request, but you want them to be happy to give it. You don't want to go in real cocky like, hey, you ought to do this for me. They say, excuse me, I have another appointment. Right? No, you want to show respect to those of influence. He said, If thy servant have found favor in thy sight, and thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? It's a good time to have an answer. And so it pleased the king to send me, and he set him a time. It pleased the king to send him. Moreover, I said unto the king, if it pleased the king. So he's got another request. If it pleased the king, let letters be given. Now, this is favor. If I found favor, give me these things. Let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over till I come unto Judah. So now, not only is he asking favor of the king to do this, but he's saying, will you give me letters so that I can be conveyed all the way on my journey? So in your journey of life and your destiny to be fulfilled, you need favor with the right people and that that favor can give you favor with others and you can have favor for your whole journey. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And if you have favor for your whole journey, you can reach your destination. So give me letters 
so that I have favor with them as well. One favor with one person leads to another favor with another person. Favor with them leads to another favor. You're only three people away from your answer. Let's go. Verse 8. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give timber to make beams for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that shall, I shall enter into. And the king granted me, listen now, according to the good hand of my God upon me. The king granted according to what? According to the hand of God or the Spirit of God upon me. So when the Holy Spirit is on you, the anointing of God is upon you, and the grace of God is upon you, then people do you good, and their favor will lead to another favor. Their favor will lead to another favor, and God puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing, and you reap the right result because God's favor is on your life. God wants you to know that he cares about you, that you are valuable and precious to him, that Jesus Christ, his son, came to this earth and died in your place so that you could have the gift of eternal life. Today, I want to urge you to open your heart and receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. You can make him your personal Lord and Savior by simply praying a prayer right now. Would you pray this with me? Just say, Dear God, I come to you today. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for my sin, and that he gave his life, and that you raised him again. I believe that Jesus is Lord, and I receive him as my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, we invite you to call us at the number on the screen. There are people there waiting for your call. We have a book we'd like to send to you free of charge. No obligation on your part. Simply give us a call today. We love you and know God has a good plan for your future. When the angel of the Lord appeared unto Mary, he said, You are highly favored. You're blessed among women. You as a believer in Jesus Christ who put your faith in him, Today you are blessed. You are highly favored. We know from Psalm 5 that the scripture says that he will bless the righteous, that he will uh, encompass them or he will surround them with favor. God has a good plan for your life and he wants the best for you. Buy these two collaborative sets of four CDs or four DVDs, Blessed and Highly Favored and Living in God's Favor. Normally each price to $24 for CDs and $32 for DVDs. Order now and receive 20% off. Plus, if you order both sets, you'll receive our special combination offer of 30% off savings. Learn what it means to have God's favor with titles like Blessed and Highly Favored, Favor in Their Sight, Satisfied with Favor, and Living in God's Favor. God has an awesome plan for your life. So learn to step up and into His favor today and never look back. This is your year of favor and unlimited blessing. God's favor is for you. I encourage you today to order this series, Blessed and Highly Favored. Experience favor this year.